When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome back, folks. Our final hour of the program. So final hour of the week, of course. But the sport just keeps on coming right here on S. And including our supercars coverage across the weekend, Saturday and Sunday from midday. And Aaron Noonan will be in control. Championship defining weekend, obviously, in supercars. The last weekend of 2023. The last races that we'll see Shane Van Gisbergen in full time. Um, I think it's going to be a while whether we see him back or not, too, uh, for even any kind of enduro drives before he heads off to the US. But it comes down to Brody Kostecki versus Van Gisbergen in the championship fight. And as Gaz points out on the text line, Matty, my what you wish for this morning as a Triple Eight SBG fan, he says, I'm praying for a wet race meeting this weekend, knowing how strong Shane is in the wet. But we both know how quick it could go the other way. Yes, well, both the weather and the results, Gaz, 100%, mate. And if it's belting down, then look out for SBG. He just loves it. Can't get enough of it. So... <clears throat> the only thing that I can really say about, you know, championship weekends is they never, ever seem to pan out the way you think. I, I just, well, I do know what it is. It's a combination of everything. It's a combination of pressure mostly, expectation as well, weird things always happening. Um, just the strangest things go on on championship weekends. So thank you for that. Um, full coverage right here on SEN. As I mentioned, we'll be doing... Tommy's Tribune today is Gibbo's Gobful, so you can join in that. If you want to have a Gobful, go for your life. If you want to just have a bit of fun, do that as well. So Gibbo will give us uh, a little bit of a form guide on what we should be thinking or what we should be aiming towards today. A Signet Boost Power Bank is always on the line for our best headlines, 0457 736 736. So get them in now, and we'll be doing them uh, throughout the course of the next 45, 50 minutes NFL, into the fourth quarter, no change in the score between the Cowboys and Commanders, 20 points to 10. The Cowboys lead that one. Royal Queensland and the Australian PGA round number two. So still waiting for our leaders to tee off and has been uh, par for the course, so to speak, still waiting for this computer to load and it's done. And interesting to see that Lucas Herbert's now joined in the fight despite a double bogey. In his second round today, he's now at six under. So he is one of one, two, three, four players who are in a tie for third at the moment with Joel Moscatel and Minwoo Lee yet to tee off. So Lucas Herbert started on the back nine and he bogeyed his third hole, which was the 12th. Then he double bogeyed the par four 14th. Then he birdied the 15th. So it could have come 
massively unstuck there, and he got through the back nine in two over. And then he's turned and started on his front nine and had three birdies in the first six holes. So he's one under for the day, and it's six under for the championship. Ben Eccles is at six under, and so too is Curtis Luck now, who also had a pretty yuck start to the day with bogeys in two of his first three holes, um, and in the middle of that, sandwiched in a birdie as well. So he started on the back nine too, and he's also potted an ace that I can see. So there you go. Good luck for Curtis Luck. He's gone and aced the party hole. The first one that I can see, if there was one that I missed yesterday, let me know. But well done. A hole in one at the Australian PGA Championship, and that's put him back into contention because he's also birdied the first hole as he's playing the front nine um, second time around. So he's at six under, and that's a huge one. The par three 17th party hole, Curtis Luck. Well done on that. Matthew Wade has spoken after Australia's loss in the T20 match overnight. So weirdly enough, it, it does, although different tournaments, obviously it, it brings to an end the winning run that the Australian team has had. Because remember, we dropped the first two at the ODI World Cup and then we're unbeaten all the way through. And this first match of the T20 with Matt, Matty Wade in, in for captaincy, obviously, they've missed out against India. Let's have a listen to the Australian skipper a score that we thought we could defend but um, yeah India came out hard and played a lot of their shots these young Indians that come straight out of IPL they're, they're ready made for, for international cricket and they showed uh, their class early today we've got pretty clear plans about the way we want to bowl run our fingers across it a little bit and um, yeah try and nail Yorkers towards the end but it's easier said than done on, on smaller grounds like this on good wickets as well um, as I said I thought we bowled pretty well Jason Berendorf was terrific for us and um, young Sanger to keep us in the game and get wickets when they were going after him I think was really important so a lot of positives take out of it uh, four more games to go so hopefully we can uh, get on the board soon four more games to go um, and the next one will be Monday morning so another 12:30 start there but well done to Josh Inglis on that performance and gee it would have been a hard one no sign of Travis head if you watched any of the coverage did you see Travis I didn't watch the coverage I got up and had a look at the um, the highlights and all the reports on it but the only thing I've seen is Travis Head is he looks as dusty as. I mean, the man can go hard. There's no doubt about it. But, man, does he fall hard. He looks as though he won't make... I mean, they, they, was it Mitch Marsh? It was Mitch Marsh who said it'd be a miracle if he makes that T20. And he was right. It'd be a miracle if he makes it back for the rest of the series. Um, good on him. Hit the ground running hard. Cameron Smith has reflected on his start on the Live Tour last year and also his decision to defect over there as well. So he's done a, a chat with Braithen Astor from Fox Sports and it's worth listening to as we get an insight into Cameron Smith. Um, yeah, probably from about uh, the end of April onwards was really, really good. Um, I felt like my game was in a really good spot. I felt like I was playing the best golf that I had been playing. I think I got off to a bit of a lazy start. That kind of January, February, I have to do, I have to be on my stuff probably a little bit more than I was last year. Um, got off to a bit of a slow start and I was really, I don't know, I was confident, but I, I wasn't really happy with how my game was at Augusta. And, um, you know, that's no one's fault but my own and that definitely won't happen again this year. I, that's, that's definitely one I want to get. There was quite a lot of criticism about the whole thing mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. Was that a, a tough thing to go through or how did you deal with it? You know, I spoke to my family a bunch. I spoke to my team a bunch. Um, 
and now spending you know a couple of seasons out there, I think I've mm. definitely made the right decision. Yeah. Um, to take golf to, to different places, especially world-class golf, mm. um, show fans what golf can yeah. be played like, and um, you know get around the world. Uh, Travelling with three of your best yeah. mates is, is pretty epic. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, but it's it's been cool to play some uh, different cultures in yeah. different countries. So obviously no regrets at all, then. No. Nah. <laughs> no way. Plus two. Cam Smith, after an opening round of 73, he'll be starting uh, now, I believe. So, yeah, he'll be getting underway very soon, which means he's got some work to do to get back up into contention here and defend his title. The projected cut at the moment is minus one. So that takes us down to the ties for 50th. And he will start at uh, plus two. So is he an hour away? Yeah. Um, we'll have to keep our eyes on Cameron Smith today in the second round of the Australian PGA Championship. 0457 736 736. So we're looking for our headlines this morning. Tommy's Tribune is Gibbo's gobful. Um, the person who rang in from the Hunter Valley says Tony from Newcastle was a text, mate. Um, Bagging supercars in Newcastle probably lives in Cooks Hill where the locals didn't like the disruption, but most of Newcastle appreciated the benefits of that race um, to our city. The council did a survey, which is generally considered to be as valid as an offer from a Nigerian prince. Also, you're correct regarding valuable free advertising of our city. I was in New Zealand when the first race was held and locals marvelled at how beautiful the city looked. I think the race was beaten up by inner city NIMBYs. Love your show. Thanks, Tony, in Newcastle. It was for some and it wasn't for others. Um, that's probably the easiest way that I could put it. So it's not going to happen anymore, which is a pity. But if they didn't want it there in the majority, and you're right, there were parts there that did and parts that didn't, it was a political mess. And I, I always think it's, you know, it is virtually impossible to... They put numbers on it as in the economic benefit, but it's virtually impossible to actually do that. I mean, you, you can say there are 300 million people that will be watching this on Motors TV or whatever it is around the world because I used to say it. That's factually incorrect. There might be 300 people who can watch it, but they don't. So, <laughs> and then what's the economic benefit to that? I'm not sure. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Tony, that it it did give a very good um, advertising image to Newcastle. It also disrupted the hell out of a lot of people, and I like the racing there. But I've got Newcastle in my bones as well. Now, Chris Nelson um, is working this morning, so he's given us his race tips. So if you want to take these down, we're looking at Kembla Grange and Doombin tomorrow. So for Kembla, race nine, number three, Emperor, is Chris's tip. Race nine, number three. In race 10, he likes number 17, Adam Hieronymus on board Contemporary, around the $6 mark. So race nine, number three, race 10, number 17 for Kembla. Doombin, race four, number one, Golden Decade. It'll be short, but Golden Decade is the tip, race four, number one. In race six, number six, Happersburg, each way. Um, so race six, number six in each way bet. And race nine, number 10, is Damien Thornton's ride, The Catch, about $4.80. Race nine, number 10. So Doombin, you're looking at race four, number one, 
race six, number six, race nine, number ten. We'll put them out on our socials as well as an in case you missed it. Now, Gibbo uh, is in the studio today, which means that we need to... You've been very, very busy. You've been doing the breakfast show. You're still based in Melbourne whilst the full-blown renovations of SEN, the Empire, continues. Um, first of all, how's Melbourne life? Matty, Melbourne life is is going really well. Uh, I think, though, I've probably hit my enough time to be here. I've been here now Ooh. for uh, nine days, and yep. I'm sort of missing home already. I'm still here for another week, and I'm I'm sort of sick of it, Matty. But it is nice down here. The weather has been actually not too bad. It's supposed to be 27 yeah. degrees. Um, yeah, I'm still on strict instruction by PVL down here, uh, spying on some of the other SEN shows, just getting a bit of information that I can go yeah. back to when um, yeah the war chest will be ready to go. Anything you've seen? So I mean, there you know, there's there's parts there. Look, you're a Sydney, you're a Northern Beaches boy, right? Yep. So you you just need the, you need the salt air in your system, otherwise you yep. just go a bit loopy. And I mm-hmm. get that, but there's certainly got to be good takeaways, hasn't there? I mean, aside from the McDonald's cafe and the SEN Empire down there in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, look, the food probably is a little bit better than what I'm used to at home. Uh, there's there's a lot more sort of around, uh, but. Oh, maybe the public transport. Now, Matty, you spend a lot of time on the northern beaches. The public transport can be a little average. Um, mm. We're here. You can actually, you can actually. Um, there's like a little free tram area. Look, if I had to take anything back to Sydney, it's just that uh, we live in the greatest city in the country. <laughs> you know what I noticed when you said that? That you actually looked around. Yeah. To... <laughs> well, see, the thing is here, Maddie. there's a lot of prying eyes. And uh, yeah. I, I, on Saturday, I think I had some comments around Melbourne. And next thing you know, there was, um, yeah, there was a lot of love letters from the SEN listeners. But uh, yeah. anyway, mate, so the gobble for today. Now, I think... Yes. I'm I'm going to do it a little differently to how Tommy does his Tribune. Obviously, if you want to send in your text messages or your headlines, I'll give you what I think about them. But I've got some things that I want to give a gobful, if I can do that again, Matty. Yeah, you go for your life. Now, firstly, the suggestion that the Gold Coast and Perth will somehow co-host a Com Games, whoever... Mm. I mean, I've been listening very intently to you, Maddie, and I know your thoughts on this, but whoever came up with that stupid idea deserves a full gobful. In, in what world would Perth and the Gold Coast co-host an Olympic event? And I'm, if I'm an athlete, I am trying everything to be on the Gold Coast because I'm not going to Perth for the Com Games. <laughs> well, in that case, you've got to be a swimmer. Right, okay, so you've got yep. to be a swimmer or a diver because yep. the way that they're saying that it's going to pan out is that they'll do the aquatics on the Goldie yep, and then the rest would be over in WA. Okay, right. Well, yeah, that's that's just ridiculous. Um, I think whoever has dreamt up that idea needs to probably get off the wacky tobacco and they deserve a gobful. Now, I'm going to sort of stick on this uh, on this games, com games theme. Now, Matty, did you know, well, of course you do, but... There's the Pacific Games has been going on. Yes. In yeah. the Solomon Islands. Have you watched any of it? I, ha- I have actually, because it's been on SBS Vice Lounge now. Um, yeah. uh, Vice Land. Rugby League Vice Nines Land. has been in the program, Matty. Now, Fiji took on Samoa in the gold medal match. And I'm not sure if you've caught this. It, is, it sort of was a little bit on Twitter that I saw, but uh, Samoa are up 9 0. Essentially, they're going to win. Uh, and then towards the end of the game, an all in brawl is sparked. 
by a cheap shot by one of the Fijian players. And it sparks an all-in brawl. Anyway, you know how these things go, Maddie. People are throwing down. And one of the support staff has actually king hit one of the players. So whoever that person is, they they deserve a gobful. I'm watching it now. So I haven't seen it. Yeah, but, um, we'll... but now but now I've seen it and now that I'm watching it, I'm thinking that every single idiot that's involved in this mm. needs to be have a red line put through them. Yep. I don't get the Pacific games. They just make no so I think that the coverage of it's just been Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, it's so, been very hard to watch. So I had a little research into the Pacific Games, Matty, because I, I didn't, I didn't a know it existed. So Australia has is not a full member of the Pacific Games. They have to be invited, which they have been invited. They've not sent a huge team, as as do New Zealand. Um, but a sport that used to be so rugby league thirteens used to be a sport in the Pacific Games. And underwater fishing used to be a sport in the Pacific Games. So As that's in spear the sort of fishing. Oh no, I just think underwater fishing. I underwater assume, fishing. Yeah, I assume it'd be spear fishing. And so in the fifties they had three <laughs> they had three times where there was underwater fishing. So look, the Pacific Games obviously probably See, needs that's a little cool. bit of a gobful. Yeah, it is. But, no, that's fine. From what mm. I've seen in the Pacific Games and the coverage, I'd much rather watch underwater swimming yeah, than some of the rubbish that I've seen. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, <laughs> that's, so that's my sort of Olympics gobful to give. Now, you know I'm a massive cricket man just like you, Maddie. Now, there's a couple of gobfuls that I need to give out. First of all, whoever – and, I mean, I know why this, this series is happening, but – why on earth Australia are playing a T20 series? I know why, but why are they doing it? What four days after winning a World Cup? It's similar to last year where England had won the T20 World Cup, and then all of a sudden they were playing a one-day series against Australia. I think some of these scheduling decisions, and I'm not sure who's to blame, whether it's the ICC, BCCI, or Cricket Australia. They, they need a real talking to because a lot of these games just aren't relevant. I'd 100% agree. Like, uh, they're, rele- well, they're, they're, relevant, they're relevant in a sense. I, I agree with your sentiment, but they're relevant in a sense, obviously. Um, and you take a look at you know what, what it provides India and they, yeah. they just can't get enough of it. So, sure. yeah, you and I both understand that, but I, under, I also yep. get your sentiment on that one as well. I'm just thinking the way that you're doing these gobfuls, right? Because mm. I... I like the fact sometimes when you're dealing in corporate Australia in particular and you think sometimes these boardrooms or decision makers just need, instead of somebody to come in and tell them how rosy everything is yep. and, you know, you're on the right track and research shows this and the optics and blah, blah, blah. They just need somebody to walk in mm-hmm. like yourself, Yep. right, and just deliver a gobful, turn around and walk out. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've, <laughs> Maddie, I've done it a lot of times, like unknowingly, or, you know, right. I probably shouldn't have said it. But yeah, look, I could be Layman Larry for all these companies. Uh, and then just one final one on the cricket, Maddie. Um, and I love the Big Bash. I love all forms of cricket. Big Bash, I love it. But let's just, let's just rewind what has happened the last six months. Harry Brook, one of the, you know, big wigs, Check, of big out. whiz, he checked out. Rashid Khan, who who's, who's, who had his say on Australia and the Big Bash last year, he has now got a back injury, so he's out. 
then it looks like the Brisbane Heat might be without seven of their frontline players for this PM's game, which I agree needs to happen. But are we not starting the Big Bash on a bit of a dour note? Quite possibly. Like, I understand that we're not going to be able to match the South African League, the, the Dubai League, or whatever other leagues are going on. We're not going to be able to match financially. But I think we need to make sure we have all the best Australian domestic players that are available and do not have test commitments playing in this competition. You're not far at all from Cricket Australia's main office. Yeah. So I think I think after the show, yep. you just need to put on your Gibbo's gobful hat. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll grab walk it. In, just yep. Walk in. Just walk in. You don't, you don't have to announce yourself. Mm. Don't see reception. Yep. You just need to walk straight in, go up to the boardroom, say that, turn around <laughs> and walk out. And yeah. just leave an invoice on the way out. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. So that's set the platform, and then um, now we can take that into Tommy's Tribune headlines. So send in your headlines for that. More to come back after this.